Well, I want you to open your Bible to page 958. We're going to be there in a moment or two, and we're going to look at something Jesus said I think is very, very interesting. I want to talk to you today about the fact that life's highways can be very slippery. And I'll tell you what brought that to my mind, but in, uh, in, in, our, in our scripture today, we're going to see something that Jesus said that reminds us of that, and then see some things that uh, we see in the Bible that remind us of that. But you know what really brought that to my attention? I don't know how many of you have David Jeremiah's devotion book. We sold hundreds of those at church. I mean, literally just hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds because I ran on a good buy, and uh, it was a great thing for people to have in the beginning of the year. He just, you know, David Jeremiah, many of you maybe watch him on TV or you listen to his radio program. He, he, he's really a good preacher, but he's an outstanding author. He can say in words uh, things that just really, um, it's just in a way only he can say it. Well, one of his devotions that I read some time back was it started out with this story about, about uh, a load of mayonnaise that fell off of a truck in Japan. And, and that's just how the devotion began. And it said because mayonnaise, you know, uh, contains eggs and vinegar and oil, that when this big truckload of mayonnaise fell off of this truck in Japan and it was in glass jars and all those jars burst, what happened is the highway became very slippery. And he went on to say in the story, it was so bad, there was an eight-car pileup, three people were injured, and a five-hour delay in people being able to go down that highway. Well, I read that, and I thought, well, that, you know, I'd never heard that story before, but I thought, you know, life can be that way. Life can be very, very slippery. Many things just come along in life that we, you know, would not have ever thought would come along. Certainly the pandemic, I wouldn't be able to go by, <laughs> omit that today. I mean, who would have ever imagined on, on, on March 10th, uh, two years ago, we were right here in this room having Tuesday Bible lunch and had no idea that we wouldn't be back in this room again for lacking one week for two solid years. Well, you know, who would have imagined any of that? And then unexpected death. You know, even in these past two years, uh, some of the people that are very dear to me and have experienced just deaths that you would never have even imagined at that particular time. And then unexpected health issues, relationship issues, job losses. The list is endless. There's just going to be some slippery times in life. Now, we see this in the Bible. And this is why I want you to be in John chapter number 16. We're going to look. You know, it's interesting, and I know you don't have your Bible with you to mark, but you might want to remember this. I think it helps me when I read my Bible if I can put things in context when it happened. In John chapters 13 through 17, that's chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, all of that material took place on the night before Jesus was crucified the very next day. So John, the Gospel of John has a tremendous amount of material about what Jesus said and what Jesus experienced before his crucifixion. In fact, John chapters 13 and 14 
Both of those chapters are all about what you and I know as the upper room where Jesus met with his disciples. Those of us who've been to the Holy Land, we've been in that upper room. It's just one of the most moving places we ever go. Now, when you come to John chapters 15, 16, 17, that's three more chapters, all of that material took place on their walk from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, how that walk was, we, the Bible doesn't tell us, like, did Jesus stop and talk? Did he just keep talking and walking all at the same time? Of course, part of that in John 17, he prayed. But be that as it may, now, in that walk from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane, if you look on uh, page uh, uh, 958. I hope that's the right page number for John chapter 16. Okay. If you look down in verse 33, Jesus says a very interesting thing to his followers. He said, these things I've spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. Now here comes a statement in the world. Now he's talking to his disciples, to his followers. He knows he's about to leave. He says in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I want to read you that verse from the New Living Translation. I don't know how many of you have that. You know, I really wish they'd named these translations something different. You said the New Living Translation. <laughs> well, it was first, came out in 1994. It's not like exactly new. And then it was revised in 2004 or 5, and then revised again about 2014 or 15. But it's not, it just says it so good. Listen to what Jesus said in this translation. Here on earth... You will have many trials and sorrows. I think most of us in the room can relate to that. But I take heart. He said, I want you to take heart because I have overcome the world. So the different translations kind of shed different light. Quick word. If you're part of our church, you already know about it. But John and I have put together a book on understanding uh, these different Bible translations. You know, we have so many different translations out. And, and he and I started out to do something just on the translations. And then it, it evolved into much more than that. Be that as it may, when you leave today out in the lobby area of the commons, uh, there'll be these little booklets and you might want to pick one up. I would encourage if you do, find maybe about 30, 40 minutes and read through the whole thing one time. And then I think later you'll use it as a resource to help you in your Bible reading and Bible study. It's probably the one of the most uh, helpful books to help you appreciate the Bible and what you have. And of course, the New Living Translation is dealt with. All these translations are dealt with to be very helpful. Now, you know, as you, in, in, we won't turn to it, but in the book of Psalms in chapter number 34, there's a verse that says almost what Jesus said in John 16, 33. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Well, now we've seen that, godly people. But, the Lord delivers them out of them all. Now, if you had your Bible, I would say, I wish you'd underline two words. <laughs> underline the word many and underline the word all. Well, three words, underline the conjunction. But the truth of the matter is, just because we are Christian does not mean that we don't go through some uh, challenges in life, sorrows in life, difficulties in life. And then as you read the Bible, you just see how so many times things happen that you would never, ever have thought would happen. I was thinking about some of those, like in the book of Acts, in chapters 3 and 4. It's very interesting. Peter and John heal a lame man, 
And, the, and what happens there is they wind up being put in jail because of what they had done. Now, you know, you'd think if you were out helping somebody with some physical problem, the last thing would happen, you'd be put in jail. Uh, over in Philippi, Paul and Silas were in prison because they helped a woman named Lydia come to know who Jesus was. And of course, when that happened, it, it impacted some things in the lives of others. And so they put them in the Philippian jail. And then in the book of Revelation, many of you love that book and you like to read about it. And oh, it's very interesting. John says in the very first chapter of the book, he said, I have been exiled to the island of Patmos because of the word of God and because of my testimony of Jesus Christ. You would think a person that was teaching the word of God and giving witness about who Jesus was, the last thing would happen would be they'd be exiled to the island of Patmos. So, you know, in the Bible, as you read, you just see a lot of uh, unexpected things, uh, unimaginable things happening to people just like we see in life today. You know, today's life, let's fast forward. There are many trials and sorrows. I think one of the saddest recent is what we're seeing now on TV in Ukraine. It, it is just unimaginable. The little children and the families and what's going on there. Uh, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just evil any way you want to look at it. I mean, for one country to decide we're going to go over and, and do this to another country. Uh, I mean, like, I just never would have thought that that would be the situation. Uh, you may have a family member or a friend who is presently going through a very difficult time, a time of sadness, a time of sorrow. Uh, maybe some of you are going through one of those kind of times at this very moment. But most all of us have had times in our life where we go through things that are unexpected. See, that's life. Life has the unexpected things. Just before I left my office to come over, I heard my phone tell me I had a text. And I glanced down at it to read, and I'm so glad I did. Many of you remember Dr. Charles Cowles. I've never known any man with a greater servant's heart than Dr. Cowles. He was not only an anesthesiologist at MD Anderson, he was on the faculty of MD Anderson, and Dr. Cowles taught all over the world. He was just recognized as, as an expert in his field, but he had such a humble spirit and servant's heart. The day after Christmas uh, of 2020, he and his family were traveling to Branson to go on vacation, and we don't know all the details, but somehow an, an accident and they went off the highway and down a cliff and hit this big, huge, I guess like a boulder, but instantly it took his life. It's just, I've never had anyone who's had more help to me and my family in medical issues in Dr. Cowles. I've, I've alluded to this and I certainly can't say I guarantee this to be 100%, but I do believe with all my heart that if it weren't for Dr. Cowles getting John to the correct surgeon, John today would be dead. I believe that. And probably Dottie likewise. Had it not been for his guiding us to get connected to some people that would be what we would need. I'm not saying other people weren't and aren't good. I'm just saying we were into a situation. And so 
you know, I just, I still almost catch myself wanting to call and talk to him. But the text I received, his wife, Jennifer, one of the finest, most faithful Christian people I've ever known. And, of course, they have the children. All of them were injured, but she was very badly injured. Well, I just learned that she didn't know this even yesterday. She's, as I speak, she's now in surgery downtown. Things have not gone and are not going like, like we had thought they were. And her, and her, her sister, uh, whose husband's also a doctor, she texts me to say, I, I don't think you know what's happened, but please pray for Jennifer. And I'm, I share that to say that to you today. Now, certainly Dr. Cow's death was unexpected, but now what's happening to Jennifer? Uh, I thought we were making some progress. I mean, she's still got a long way to go. But I'm just saying, there's an example. There's something, maybe if you don't even know her, God knows her, just pray that God will help her. Those children need their mother back where she can be 100% as much as possible again. Well, we all know stories like that, where things have happened to people, good people, that we just never would have imagined happening. I've, I've mentioned before, I remember a professor in seminary that used to say over and over and over. Back then, we were all students, seminary students. We were younger than most of our professors. Certainly, this professor, he was like a grandfather. And he, would call, he called us boys. He said, boys, always remember when you get up to preach, on every pew in your church, you can mark it down. There'll be a broken heart. Don't ever forget that. Everybody there doesn't need to be saved. Hopefully many are and maybe all are. But you can just go to the bank on this one. On every pew there will be a broken heart. I think I look about, you know, on Sundays and I can see, I know a lot of those broken hearts. But, you know, I'm convinced there are many broken hearts none of us know about. But God knows about. Now, you know, here, here's the question and what I want to deal with today quickly. Is there a solution? And yes, there is. We all go through things unexpected in life, and there is a solution. When the unexpected and unwanted comes, here's what happens. At least this is my testimony. When you, when you run into these kind of things, all kind of thoughts start going through your head, your mind. You do. I mean, it's just that God gave us a brain, and this has happened, and we start thinking these thoughts. And then on top of that, There'll always be either a family member or some friends or somebody. They'll start telling us their thoughts about the situation, which many times is worse than our own thoughts. You know, it's kind of like a life as Bill Dad and Zophar telling Job what, what his problem was. Well, you know, they mean well, but sometimes they can say some really kooky stuff. But, but whatever they say, it is up here. Now, here's, here's what helps me. Uh, you know, I have no control, really, over these thoughts that just come. You say, well, sure you do. No, I don't. I'm human, nor do you. It's amazing what can just shoot in our mind about something. Like, you know, it'd be a very discouraging, negative thing. Okay, or what somebody may say, even well-intended, but here this thing comes. Well, I, but, but here's, I have no control over what goes through my mind, but listen carefully. I have control over what goes in my mind. And so do you. This is where I want to encourage you. First, I hope you're not going through any trial or sorrow. I hope the remainder of this year you won't have any trial or sorrow. But 
I, I would just say you couldn't have this many people in a room. We live in a fallen world that people are not going to have issues before the year's over. And here's the deal. When, when these things come along, what do we do? Well, I want to share with you what has helped me. There is a verse in the Bible, and we'll not turn to it because you're not in your own Bible, but maybe you can memorize this. It's in 2 Corinthians. It's in chapter 10. It's in verse 5. You say, now how am I going to memorize that? Well, just bulldog it down. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. And that verse, there's one little phrase in that verse that really has, has just, it repeatedly helps me. And I'm going to say today, if you'd think about it, it would help you. And here's what that little phrase is. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now listen carefully. When, when we start having these thoughts, and sometimes it's truth. It's truth. I well remember that day at MD Anderson when Dr. Rodriguez looked Dottie straight in the face and said, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that you're going to be able to survive the chemo. And I'm over here in the chair. John Joel in the room. And all kind of things. And she told her why. She named the three reasons why. Man, I had all kind of, th well, I first had the thought of what the doctor just said. I thought, man, how, how, how much more gloomy can something be than tell us that? She didn't say she wouldn't make it. She said, I don't know that I think you can make it. Well, I have all these thoughts start with that. And yet, in the process of all that, here's this little thought came back. Take every thought captive the obedience of Christ. So here's, here's the deal. When you start having these doom and gloom thoughts, what you need to understand is none of them would be what this book teaches. Could I have amen to that? And what you do say, wait a minute, that's not what the Bible says. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to take every thought captive to obey what the Bible says. And then here's what I've learned in that deal. I don't have the ability to do that. I've tried that. I've been in church all my life. I'm a preacher. I read my Bible. But here's, here's, here's how you do it. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you do it. It's more than you by yourself can do if you're going through what Jennifer Cowles is going through today. But I guarantee you what, she's asking the Holy Spirit to help her do that. I just share with you today, whatever is out yonder, life's highways can be slippery. When you get out there on one of these highways in life where there's manhaze and all this unexpected, unwanted stuff happening, remember that. Just take every thought captive to obey what the Bible teaches and say, Holy Spirit, this is what I want to do, but I realize I need you to help me do it. I tell you what, it happens, and you'll see it. Father, I thank you today. Oh, I do, God. I thank you we're back. I thank you for each one who is here. And God, I, you know, we knew before we got back today that, you know, we'd have some little hiccups today trying to get reorganized a little bit. But God, we've, we've done, we've done, we gave it our best and we've done well. We'll do better each week. We'll get all the little bugs worked out. But I just thank you we can gather here on Tuesday and be reminded that we have a God, nothing happens that he's not aware. And we have a Holy Spirit to help us do what we can. Bless each one. If some today have special slippery things in their life, God, may the Holy Spirit today be their present help. In Jesus' name, amen.